will this morning turn with me to the gospel according to John chapter 9 verse 39 we'll find our text this morning the words of the Lord Jesus Christ it's in John 9 39 and Jesus said for judgment I am come into this world that they which see not might see and that they which see might be made blind. Let us pray. Oh Lord, I pray this morning in thy greatness, in thy great grace, according to thy love and to thy mercy. Lord, you would see fit to remove our blindness, that you would cause us first to be blind. Then you would come and enlighten us, Lord, and open our eyes that we may see. Lord, I pray this morning that in the account of this one, this dear child of God, that you healed physically and spiritually, that you would lead us into the depths of soul work this morning, what thy presence means in our soul, and that you would reveal to us that we have partaken, and that we do partake, and that you are always with us. O Lord, to thee be all glory great things thou hast done. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Our text this morning reads, Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world. It's interesting when we read that, that little part there, we, if we were asked why Christ came into the world, that's probably the last thing we think of. We readily comes to mind that Jesus came to save his people from their sins. It may come to mind what he said where he was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. We usually do not associate Jesus' first coming into the world with judgment. But clearly, Jesus says that in this passage. He says, for judgment, I am come into the world. I've come to set two things here that we have. We have contrasted for us two people, a sheep and a goat the wheat and the tares. And it's interesting because the way Christ says it, it goes against all of our knowledge. It goes against everything that we're taught in this life. When you go to school, you're taught the more you study, the more you put yourself into things, the more knowledge you can get. And that's true on this land. But the problem with that is what Jesus says in our text today and what's proved out in this passage is in the fall, we accumulated a lot of knowledge. You say, well, no, I thought knowledge was something we lost. It was the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ we lost. The only way to get the knowledge of Christ back is what he tells in this passage today as he contrasts two people. He contrasts those who are dependent upon the Lord and those who are independent of the Lord, those who depend upon self. So he says in our text to say, he says that they which see not 
those who are blind, those who are helpless, those who need to have sight manifested to them. I have come into this world to reveal two types of people. One that's totally dependent upon me and the other one and they which see might be made blind. It seems backwards to us. It seemed backwards to the Pharisees because that's certainly not what they taught. It's not what we've learned. If many of us here that have an Arminian background where free will is put forward every Sunday and we drank that down and we lived in that idea that the more we did for God or the more knowledge we accumulated or the more things that we did or or that's how the Lord looked at us and and how we procured his favor and how we we would earn things from God that way. Um, clearly, this passage puts that to death. So this morning, I want to back up to where we began. And, you know, you may think, well, that's a long way to go, but it, it reads pretty smoothly. But there's a lot in this. Nowhere, nowhere in the Word of God where Jesus healed the body of a man or woman. Nowhere is this much time and pages devoted to that healing. And there's a reason for that. If the Lord is pleased this morning to take us into the experiential depth of what's going on in the soul of this one, we're going to see why. There's two healings this morning. There's a healing of the body and there's a healing of the soul. And they don't happen simultaneously like we see in other healings. So if you start with me at the beginning of 9, before we get to 9, because 9 says and, we look at the end of 8 where Jesus was in the middle of the religious world. He's sitting in there and he's, he's upbraiding the Pharisees for their unbelief. And they look at him and they tell him that they count upon the fact that they are Abraham's seed. And Jesus tells them um, in 56, he said, Your father, Abraham, rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Ba basically telling them, Abraham saw me. Abraham had me revealed to him. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not 50 years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? They understood on the physical realm and they said, there's no way we're looking at you and knowing when Abraham walked this earth, there's no way Abraham saw you because they're faithless. And that's what you'll see throughout this entire chapter. Those who have the light in themselves are faithless. They may have things to say about God. They may know a God. They may speak theologically about God. But there's no understanding because the Lord has judicially blinded them from the truth. He has withheld their truth from their soul. He has not made a difference. He has not saved them from the wrath to come. And clearly here, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Jesus said that many times in the word. I am. I am, which associated him with the Father, associated with him, him with in the Old Testament when God said, I am the I am. Jesus said, that is me. I am God. And how do you think that resonated with religion? 
the same way it resonates today when the child of God's testimony is that he rests in Christ, that Christ is his life, that Christ performs all things for him, that Christ is his faith, that Christ is the grace from God, that Christ is love, we get sneered at. We get, from that moment, the person will set out to prove that you're wrong. Will prove to tell you what religion has taught them. And it's no different here. Then they took up stones to cast at Jesus. As he said those words, I am. They looked at Jesus and they said, you must die. How dare you say what you just said? Blindness. You're going to see that throughout this whole passage today. Blindness. Blindness. Do not lose sight of our text this morning. Our text tells us who Jesus came to save. And for judgment, why he came to do what he did. So they took up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, and I love this, going through the midst of them in his sovereign power. He walked right through the midst of those who were trying or wanted to hurl stones at him to kill him. He walked right through them in a preservation of life and went right to the one that he went to heal and to save. And he left them. He left them in their sins he left them there to perish. And Jesus went through the midst of them and so passed by. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was, was blind from his birth. Don't miss that. This is not a reformation of sight. That's important. Because in our journey in this life, we're told that Christ came and reformed something in us. He changed that heart. He changed our mind. He bent that old nature and he formed it into and, and made it with the new nature. So now you have one nature and that one nature leaves you obedient or disobedient unto Christ, depending on your choice, depending upon your will. But if you see the beginning, and as I said, no other place in the word of God in a healing on the body do we have so much, so much detail, so much really what happened here? He was born blind. For him ever to have sight, his sight couldn't be given back to him. He never had it. He had to have new sight. So as Jesus passed by, he saw a man that was blind from his birth. Was that an accident? No, the Lord went right to the one that he was there to save. And his disciples asked him, a really stupid question, but that's what religion taught them. It's what was taught in the synagogues. It was taught throughout all of it. And, they, and the disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? That was the teaching was that if someone was born blind or they were born with a defect, whether it was uh, loss of he no hearing or no sight or maimed or whatever it was, it was because of the sins of the parents or it was because of foreknowledge of a sin that they would commit later in their life. And listen, I'm not up here to debate whether 
our infirmities come from sin. Of course they do. It is because sin has entered into the world that this body that you see up here is breaking down, that your body is breaking down. But Jesus looks at them and, and, and they have this religious teaching. And this religious teaching is telling them that this one who was born blind had to be a worse sinner than everybody else. It had, but but who, who do we lay this charge to? Who's the greater sinner? Is it his parents or is it him? And now Jesus says something very astounding here. He says, neither has this man sinned nor his parents. Now, we're not to understand that, that neither one of them ever sinned. The Bible tells us the contrary, that all men have sinned. But Jesus tells us why he's not focused upon whose sin it is. He says, neither has this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be manifested in him. Is for salvation. Why, Jesus, was this man this way? Oh, for salvation. According to God's will and God's sovereign plan. That's why. That's why this man was born blind. To give God the glory this day. To show that the Son of God came to heal and came to call his people and they hear his voice. That salvation will come today to one of his lost. Jesus answered, neither has this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the, the works of him that sent me while it is day, while I am here, while I'm walking on the faith. I came to do my father's will. My father has one elected from the foundation of the world sitting right there. I came to do my Father's will with, while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. The night's coming soon. The day is coming when the Lord will be lay down his life for his children. He will say on the cross, it is finished. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. I am the light. I am the reason that he will see. This man has never seen light. Never. Jesus meant something here. I am his salvation. I have come to bring salvation to this one. Isaiah 9, 2 said it this way. Isaiah said, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shone. This one is dwelling in the land of the shadow of death. He has nothing but darkness. That's what you and I were at one time. If we're the Lord's children. We were dwelling in darkness. And then the Lord came and quickened us who were dead in sins and trespasses. And I tell you, the, the rest of our life here, we, we, we read this today and we say, Lord, there's so many days I'm blind. There's so many times I'm blind to thy grace. There's so many times. And there's a reason for that. Because we cannot produce our own light. And that's what Jesus said. I, I am the light. I am the light to my children. I am the light that lights the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other way to bring light upon the soul. You're going to see that in this passage today. When he had thus spoken. 
he spat on the ground and he made clay of the spittle and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And the man is still blind. Why? Because the Lord on this day said, I'm going to use means. But he's going to show us something about those means. There's no power in them. As he sat, spat upon the ground, as he made and he formed his clay, as he wiped them upon the eyes, the man did not immediately receive sight. There's no power in that means. There's nothing given behind it yet. And then Jesus says in seven, and he said unto him, go. There's the power. Go. Go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. And he went his way, therefore, and he washed and he came seeing. Now keep in mind, this man has never seen Jesus. He still hasn't. He was blind when Jesus spoke to him. He went off. He did. That's what grace does. Grace obeys. I mean, I, I have to put myself in his place. I've been born. I've been blind my whole life. And this stranger comes up to me. And he says to me, he spits on the ground. He rubs spit and clay in my eyes. And then he tells me to go wash somewhere I've been many times. I think I would have doubt. I think I would think that this one, I, I, I don't, I just think I would doubt. But there was power. There was a reason for his obedience. The power, it came with power and he went and he didn't question. And immediately a result came that he desired. That desire was that he could see. And that's what we're told. He came seeing. And then verse 8 starts. And verse 8 is the beginning of all the discrediting starts to start. How could this have happened? The neighbors first are the first ones to come and speak. And those that knew who he was all of his life and knew where he grew up and knew that he was blind. And they came, and the, and the neighbors, therefore, they which had before had seen him that was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Isn't this the same guy that sat and begged? That he was blind his whole life, and he sat begging for people to give him alms, and, and if they could do something for him because he was blind? And some said, This is he. Another said, He's like him. Isn't that how it always is? If the Lord has done a work in our soul or has done a work in, in our lives, the world doesn't understand it. And even though you may have known this person your whole life, there's already variance. There's already an argument. Yeah, it's him. No, it's not him. It can't be him. He sees now. But he said, I am he. So the one that was healed has a confession. I'm he. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? How is it now you can see? What is your testimony? And he answered and said, A man that is called Jesus. You see what's missing here? A personal relationship. His eyes haven't been opened yet. He said, Well, yes, of course they have. He can see. He's talking to them. He said, a man who's called Jesus. Remember, he's never seen him. A man who's called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said unto me, 
go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed and I received some. I want to tell you something about this man. He only speaks about that which he knows. It's simple, isn't it? There's no depth in it. There's no putting forth, this is what happened. Let me explain to you what happened. They said, how do you see? He said, this is what happened. A man came to me, said his name was Jesus. He, he put clay on my eyes. He anointed my eyes. With it. He said, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and I washed and I received sight. Then said they unto him, where is he? We'd like to know where this Jesus is. He said, I know not. And I'm going to tell you something. If Jesus was right in front of me, he wouldn't have been able to pick him out. He didn't know who he was. So, he's still blind, in a sense. They brought him to the Pharisees. Well, isn't that what to do? Because that is the religious hub. That's what we learned about Jerusalem, isn't it? I mean, religion is controlling the day. The Pharisees are the ones who they would come to in society and they'd find out whatever their pronouncement was is how they would live. So, you know, Jesus said that many times. You've been healed. Go show yourself to the Pharisees. Go show yourself to They had to pronounce what was. These were the ones that kind of controlled society. And so they brought him to the Pharisees, the ones that had more knowledge. Don't forget our text. They had more knowledge. They knew what was going on. We do that too, right? We have some problem in ourselves and we're living in this society. If we have a doctor problem, we go to those who have knowledge. We go to the doctor who has knowledge. We go to, sometimes we go to the internet. We look up things because there's things on there that have more knowledge than we have. So that's what's taking place. They brought him to the Pharisees. They brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind. And by the way, it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. And we have that on most of his miracles. You say, whoa, isn't that something how it just usually fell on the Sabbath day? That's by design. It was always by design. It was always done by Christ to show that he was the Lord of the Sabbath. Every ordinance man has put in and said, we must live by this. Christ comes and says, I'm greater than that. I am the Lord of this ordinance. I am the Lord of the Lord's Supper. I am the Lord of Baptism. I am the Lord of the Sabbath day. And so it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again, the Pharisees also asked him how he'd received his sight. He said unto them, he put clay upon my eyes and I wash and I do see. A little bit shorter this time. Not as detailed that there was a man named Jesus or nothing. He, he's probably getting a little perturbed. Now I want you to put yourself in his, in his shoes. He has never seen anything in his life. The very first day and the very first hour that he sees something, what he sees is a bunch of unbelieving people who do not believe anything that he has to say. What he sees is religion. And he see, what he sees, he's not liking too much. That's where he was brought to. So he hasn't explored the world. He's done nothing. The only thing he's seen is a bunch of hardened people that don't agree or don't believe in what took place in, the, in him. So he said, I washed and I said, therefore said some of the Pharisees, this man is not of God. Now they're not speaking of the man that just got healed. They're speaking of Jesus Christ. This man is not of God. There's no way he could be 
a man of God. Remember our text this morning. Those that see are blind. Those that see are blind. Now, now what are we using here? We're using logic. We're using knowledge. There's no way in what we've been taught in our religion that this man could be of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. That's what the laws told us. That's what our religious leaders have told us. So this man cannot be of God. How can a man, others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? How can someone who's a sinner that God doesn't know, how could he give this man sight? And guess what? And there was division among them. Isn't that what Jesus said he came to do? He came to set variance. We read that a couple weeks ago where it said he came to set variance between a man and his parents and the man and the ones that, that, that love him or he loves. We're going to see that in a minute. There's going to be variance between him and his, his own mom and dad. And so there's division. And so what is really going on now? The things that he was so welcoming to see, he's brought. I mean, you got to think, many times he's probably been in that temple or Many times he's been out there, but he's never saw these people. And now his first vision of what's going on is not very good. It's, it's, it, it's not resonating with him. And there was a division among them. They say unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him? That he has opened, his, opened thine eyes. What is your testimony of him? What do you have to say about him? He said, He's a prophet. That's all he could say. That's all he knew. He didn't know. He said he must be a prophet. I've heard of the prophets of old that miraculously spoke about things and prophets of old who did healings. That he must be a prophet. That's the extent of his knowledge about the Lord Jesus Christ. But yet he's been healed in body. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind. So now the Jews come up and they say, well, this, you were never blind to begin with. This man's been blind his whole life. And, he, and they, that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. Okay, we're done with you. Everything you have to say doesn't fit into our religious understanding of what's going on. Maybe his parents can shed some light. Maybe that's where you and I are sometimes. Maybe, maybe we don't like what we hear, and so we start to go off in other carnal ways to find out other ways and, and other understandings of things and other explanations of why things are the way they are. Maybe it's religiously. Maybe it's just the things that ail us. Maybe it's things. And there's no faith to believe. And there's no faith to trust. And so we're left to our own devices. And, and these, they said, okay, well, let's go ask his parents. And they asked them, saying, is this your son whom you say was born blind? How then doth he now see? His parents answered them and said, we know. Let me tell you what we know. There's a lot of people in this account today that say how much they know. We know those people, right? They always have an answer. They always have an answer. You're telling, you may ask a rhetorical question. You know what that is? One that you don't want answered. 
one that you know the answer of, but you just answer it out loud. How can this be? And then there's always that one or two that'll come in and say, oh, well, let me explain to you how it is. Those are the ones that Jesus said are blind. And so, they asked him, Sam, is this your son? His parents answered them and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes? See, now there's variance. The son said, I know who opened my eyes. His name was Jesus. The parents said, we can't mention his name. So now there's not only a division between the man and the religious people, there's a division between him and his own parents. Because parents are scared. And they're very fearful. Because what is it his parents don't have? They don't have faith. Faith is a gift of God. Faith is not something we can muster. Faith is not something we can just turn on the light. Say, well, I'm going to testify of Christ today. It didn't happen. Not for them. He said, by what, by, by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He's of age, ask him. He shall speak for himself. And just when we think, well, we'll give the parents... A pass on this because maybe they didn't know. Well, the Holy Spirit tells us that they did. He says, these words spake his parents because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, if they confessed that that one that did the healing was Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. He would be put out of society. He would be excommunicated. He would not be able to trade. He would not be able to live. He would not be able to do anything in that society. And they looked at that fear and they weighed the two and they said, you know what? We have no idea. The son already told them, Jesus healed him. A man named Jesus. All they had to do was say, my son said, a man named Jesus healed him. But they couldn't. They couldn't muster enough faith in what we're told they couldn't say what they knew because of fear. Fear of man. Fear that you're going to lose what you have in this life. Oh, I've worked so hard for it. I'm going to lose it all. We have these kind of fears today. Knowing what's going on in this world, not seeing an end to this COVID epidemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Do you, do you sit back sometimes and say, wow, I could lose everything I have. And then all of a sudden, those fears come upon us. But if you're in Christ, can you lose salvation? Can you send away grace? Can you send away Christ out of your soul? Then again, called they the man that was blind. Starting to feel really poor, uh, bad for the guy. You know, he's brought back up, not getting to enjoy his newfound sight. And they said unto him, I love this, give God the praise. There's those, those were, there's that form of godliness. That's what you have to watch out for. That form of godliness that denies the power thereof. Oh, well, give God the praise. Or, oh, we, well, we know God did this. We, we know God gave you faith. Now go and improve upon that faith. 
No, you're denying the power thereof. That's a form of godliness. Oh, well, your, your reformation or your obedience, it, it's that, that's what the Lord's looking for. No, you're denying the power thereof. That's what we have here. Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. They're going to tell you again what they know. You're going to see that a lot. We know it. What was our text again? They which, was, which see might be made blind. We know. What are the things you know today? These are the things I know. I know these things about God. But see, here's what's missing. And, here, and we'll see this in a second. He says, we know that this man is a sinner. And he answered, the one that was blind, answered and said, whether he be a sinner or not, I know not. I don't know. One thing I know, and it's true, this is all he knows. He don't know anything of any depth. He hasn't had any awakening in his soul. He hasn't had the gift of faith to see that it was the Lord Jesus Christ, that Christ is his salvation. He has got nothing of that. What he has is a physical miracle. And he says, you know what? Here's what I know. That where I was blind, that I had no sight, now I see. And I ask you, dear ones, this morning, in the examination of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the examination of the Holy Spirit, is that your testimony? And I'm not talking about physical blindness. I'm talking about can you see in light of our text this morning, have you been given sight where you had no sight? Yesterday, today, and forever. Not one time in the past. Not I was born again, and therefore I got all these gifts, and now I'm going to exercise those gifts. That's blindness. What is truth? Jesus is the light. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is our sight. Have you been blind? And now do you see? It's a simple question. It's a searching question. All of our religiousness comes up in us. If I can use that term. We certainly have it. That creature righteousness comes up. Yes, I know this about the. I've studied this. I know this. I know that. What is that? That's head knowledge. That's head knowledge. Jesus said he didn't come. He came for judgment to reveal this fact. That you are dependent upon him every moment of your life. That's what he said. And if you're independent of him. You're blind. You don't see him. You don't know him. Then said they to him again. What did he to thee? How opened he thine eyes? We've heard that question enough, haven't we? And he answered them, I have told you already, and you did not hear. Wherefore, would you hear it again? I mean, if I tell you again, will you be also be his disciples? I don't think he was being ugly with them. I don't think he was trying that this was sarcasm. I think what he was saying was, if I go through this again, is it going to persuade you to follow him? Is it going to persuade you to accept him, the one who did this to me? If I tell you it again, if you want me to sit here and 
and go over it again. Will it persuade you? Will it open your eyes? Will you see him as Jesus? Then they reviled him. See, they didn't take it that way. And they said, thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. Well, Jesus already told them that they were liars. He already told them in John 5, 46, he said, For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. Moses wrote of me. Abraham testified and saw my day. All these ones in religion that you bank your belief on. All these ones you say, oh, well, now we're, we, we know Moses. We, we're Moses' disciples. We're never going to be this man's disciples. But Moses was Jesus' disciple. That's Jesus' point. He's my disciple. Then they reviled him and said, Thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. Now here we go, some more of those we knows. We know that God spoke unto Moses. As for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. And it's true. They knew. They did. They knew he was a carpenter's son. They knew that, but they did not know anything about salvation. They knew nothing about Christ. But they didn't mean it that way. They meant it in disdain. So we don't know this guy from the dog out in the street. We know Moses. We know that God spoke unto Moses. As for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. The man answered and said unto them, Why, herein is a marvelous thing. Hmm. Something's starting to, to work here. Something's been given to this guy. Now, now listen, this could have went one of two ways, right? He could have easily been fearful of his religious life and said, no, no, I'm not his disciple. All I know is he healed me. He said, but herein is a marvelous thing. That you know not from whence he is, and yet he's opened mine eyes. You, you, the people we come to for knowledge, the ones we come to to explain things to us, you have no idea about this man, but he opened my eyes. Now we know that God heareth not sinners. God hears his own, the man said. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. You know what he just did? He testified of Christ. He said, you know, you've called this man a sinner. But what I know, and I'm not out here telling you I'm a scholar, but what's been revealed to me is that God hears his own. And this man healed me. Since the world began... Was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind? That's a good question. It never was. It's never happened. How can you say this man is not of God? Are you And you just told, give God the praise. So you acknowledge it's from God that I have sight, but you don't acknowledge the one who did it. That's a marvelous thing. Some, somewhere now, he's feeling a little bit let down by religion. 
Something's going on. It's like a light bulb went on. They answered and said unto him, Thou was altogether born in sins. You are born and you are dead in sins. And do you teach us? You know who we are? We're the ones that know God. We're that, that line to God. God put us over the, the temple. We're the, we're the ones that tell you who God is. You can't tell us. And they cast him out. At this very moment, this one who just moments earlier was given his sight, his first hour or two living in society, and now he's been kicked out. He's lost everything. So he had everything and had no sight, at least in society, looking at it. And now he's lost everything, but he has sight. Hmm. Cast him out. And that's what religion does. If you don't follow me, you don't follow what I say. But he couldn't. Grace had a hold of him. And that, that, little, that little bit of faith that we see, that little bit is enough to move mountains. And that mountain in front of him is society and living. And how am I going to live? And how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? It's been kicked out. I love these words that come out. Jesus heard. I love that. Jesus heard that they cast him out. This is our omniscient Lord. He heard. And when he had found him, because the Lord always seeks and saves those who are lost. At least that's what we're told in Luke 19, 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save. That's what was lost. And that's what he said to Zacchaeus. And that's today. He, so he found him and he said unto him, Do you believe on the Son of God? Now think about this. This guy's distraught. He just lost everything. But he has a sight. Jesus went and he found him. And the guy's never seen him. Keep that in mind. So probably understands his voice. But he answered and he said, Who is he, Lord? Lord. He calls him Lord from a position that he knows he, he is following him or he's subservient to him. He says, He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? Who is he, Lord? Who is who is the Son of God? And, the, and this answer right here shows a work of grace. How? Because he's humbled. He's not sitting there saying, we know everything. We know This one's saying, I know nothing. Isn't that what Jesus said? Isn't that what our text says today? That they which see not might see. This one saw not physically. He saw not physically spiritually and now he's dependent upon one to open his eyes to see lord who is it i don't know have you ever been brought there where you are cast everything upon the lord you have no knowledge you have no understanding you have no way and the lord says i am the way because that's an emptying if you come to the Lord every day with your religious knowledge and what you know about Him, you will never see Him as He is. 
He only teaches and humbles and brings it. They must all be taught of the Lord. But he can't teach that which knows everything. He can't or won't. Must be emptied. Must be stripped. Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? Who is he, Lord? And he said, Lord, and Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. It's me. He just revealed himself. Did you catch that? He revealed himself to this one. He opened his eyes now that he can see spiritually. He revealed to him. He said he spoke the words of the shepherd to the sheep. He spoke and he said, You've seen him, and it's he that talketh with him. I am the I am. I am he. I am salvation. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Do you know that everything that we worship is what we believe in? Every man on the face of this earth worships what he believes in. Everyone. And you won't come to Christ. And you won't worship Him. Unless He does it. Unless He brings you to Him. Unless He shows you your dependency. Unless He reveals to you that you are nothing without Him. Unless He reveals to you that Lord, Lord, where is He? Where are you, Lord? Lord, I believe. I believe now. I even know who you were back over there a couple couple of hours ago, maybe. Lord, I believe. Why? How do you, how could you attribute it to this man? He's done nothing to believe in Christ. He's done nothing. He's done nothing to accept Jesus Christ. He's done nothing. Jesus did it all. Thou hast both seen him, and it's he that talketh with thee. And then all of a sudden, Lord, I believe. How do we get there? That's true godliness. Because the power is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's no denying of that power. And then our text. And Jesus said, for judgment, I am come into this world. Makes better sense now, doesn't it? This is what he came. He came to show a variance between the man who's independent, who knows it all. And the one who's totally dependent upon his Lord. For judgment I am come into this world. That they which see not might see. David said in Psalm 119, 18. He said, open thou mine eyes. That I might behold the wondrous things out of thy law. I love reading. Stephen, I just got done with Psalm 119. Took us quite a few days to get through it. But all through it, David uses the testimonies, the law. The word, all to mean the same thing. Thy word, Lord, thy statutes, thy everything that you reveal to thy people. And that's what that's what he said in 119. Open thou mine eyes. David, you're a king. You're, you're one after God's own heart. You've been through all these things. The Lord has been with you. But Lord, I need you to open my eyes every day. Every day. Open thou mine eyes. That I might behold wondrous things out of thy law. 
the wondrous things that are in the word, the wondrous things. This isn't a physical miracle. What is it for you and I today? How is it the Lord comes to the soul? Does this resonate with you? Do you identify with the blind man? You say, yes, Lord, that's the only way I can believe. Maybe we identify with the other side. We tell the Lord everything we know. And how much knowledge we have. How much we've studied. and How much we got. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, 6, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. How? In the face of Jesus Christ. Jesus said this in Luke 4, 18. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart. Notice it's him to all this. Him. Him. To preach deliverance to the captives. The recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. That's, that's the answer. Christ. Only Christ can. Now hold your finger. We'll come right back and end this in just a minute. But Let's go to Galatians 1 real quick. I'm going to read you something. Paul's testimony. Galatians 1. Let's just start in 11. But I certify you, brethren. I certify. I, I testify to you, brethren. That the gospel which was preached of me is not after me. It's not according to man's understanding. It's not according to a man revealing it to me. It's not according to how man looks at it. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's it. That's the only way. That's the only way this one saved this morning could see Christ. The revelation of Christ. For you have heard of my conversation in times past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. And profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in mine own nation. And being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my father. Oh, so much knowledge. So much understanding. But when it pleased God. No other time. And that's the only time that we're brought away from our own righteousness. When it's mortified in our soul. We're brought away from self when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace to reveal His Son in me that I might preach Him among the heathen immediately. There's a difference. I conferred not with flesh and blood. I didn't ask any man what he thought about Jesus. I didn't go to him in any commentary to find out what they thought about Jesus. Jesus revealed himself in my soul. And that's what I preached. I preached the Lord Jesus Christ. And when Christ reveals himself, there is no conferring with self, with yourself. There's no 
let me see, Lord, is this really your way? Well, that ain't the Lord teaching. That's your carnal reason and your logic. When the Lord reveals, he manifests light and truth. There is no darkness in him. There is no mixture of the two. Let's go back to our text as we end here this morning. And Jesus said, for judgment I'm come into this world. The day which see not might see. And that they which see might be made blind. Now we've seen those ones all throughout this text today of those who saw who were made blind. And that made blind means judicially blinded. They will not ever see unless the Lord reveals himself. Paul said, I was one of those. I was judicially blinded. I went and everything I did, I thought I did it for God. I would have been that one saying, give God the praise. When it was God's time to reveal his son in me, I no longer thought that way. I knew I was dependent upon the Lord and his light. Jesus said this. These are, these are, these are some sharp words here. He said this in Matthew 15, 14. Let them alone. He's speaking of the religious world. Let them alone. That the blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. And that ditch has a is a deep ditch. It's the ditch that leads to hell. That's the knowledge of man. That's the knowledge of the gods of this world. The idolatry of this world. Oh Lord, save us. Save us from that. And look how we end this morning. Some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words. They heard them. They heard Jesus say these words and they said unto him, Are we blind also? Are you trying to, are you trying to tell us we're blind? Well, you sure can't see anything. And Jesus said unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin. You would have a sin bearer. You would have one who was an atonement for your sins. You would have one who took away your sins. Remember what he said up in our text. They which see not might see. So now he says, if you were blind, if you were those who saw not, you would have one who took your sins away. You would have one that is your salvation. You would have one that is life and light. But now you say, we see. Two words, we see. We have ourselves, we have our enlightenment, we have what we know. Therefore, your sin remains. You know what that means? It wasn't died for. It wasn't put away. It will condemn you. Oh, Lord. Give us blindness. Give us blindness, Lord, to this world. Give us blindness, Lord, to the things of self. And give us blindness to pride and all those things that well up in us. That you might reveal sight in thy son. In the sight of thy son. 
to see you and you only. Reveal thyself, Lord, as you did on the day on the Mount of Transfiguration. And thine own were scared and they looked up and saw thee. Lord, may you reveal yourself that way to us today. That, Lord, we may have only sight in you and your knowledge. Save us, Lord, from ourselves. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah.